Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. You're going to learn three key things today. So one is why HubSpot and also what some of the future advantages or what HubSpot are going to go into in the future, I should say. The second is using data triggers to find leads for your agency, some really cutting edge stuff there. And finally, AI and how you can use AI to improve your sales call. So if you're a first-time listener, please subscribe if you love what you hear. If you're a regular, always appreciate those reviews on whatever platform you are. Uh, By all means, take notes, but we do do a summary. So the summary in the app that you're listening to now, a a more detailed in the website, which is paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. And then also you can get the full transcript and you can tell that uh, well, you might hear a, a change of my voice today. I've actually got quite a heavy cold, so I apologize for that if I don't sound um, as I normally do. And before we go into our interview with Island, I'd like to talk about two key sponsors. So one is the Cloud Consultants Collective, where peers are helping each other to scale their cloud consulting business. You can go to Cloud Consultants, Cloud, sorry, I'll go again, Cloud consultantscollective.com. That's right. Uh, Got it there. And the next is SendSpark, which is an awesome video platform that really helps you to close more sales. You can actually get six months free by going to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash SendSpark. So our guest today is Islan Monasteri. She co-founded the Thea Marketing Agency. They're a, a platinum HubSpot partner and they love putting the right processes into clients and in particular running across HubSpot, which is both marketing, sales, and service. And they've lived in uh, three states, uh, Texas, Alaska, and Colorado in the US. And um, you can find out more about Island at theamarketing.com. Now, what I'm going to do is hand you over to Island Monasteri. Islan, so great to have you here on the podcast. It's great to be here with you, Paul. Yeah, well, look, I know you're a valuable member of our community, which we'll talk about later, but why don't we kick off with who you love to help and what problems you solve for them? Yeah, definitely. So I like to target clients that are spending more than $1,000 a month on their CRM which includes their marketing, sales, and customer success processes. So what we do is we put your business process into the HubSpot CRM across sales, service, and customer success. Um, What what we're really good at is mapping out your process. If you don't have a process, we come up with your process with you during our HubSpot onboarding and training meetings, and we, we get you using the CRM right away. So you start seeing value from, from day one. So you're not, you know, stuck with a piece of software that you paid, you know, say 30, say somewhere between five to 30 K for a year. And you're, you're just like stuck with it. You don't know what to do with it. We, we try and get that user adoption up as soon as possible. 
Great. Well, we'll definitely un- unpack that. And, and why did you guys choose HubSpot? You know, there's lots of platforms out there. Why HubSpot for you guys? So when we were looking at becoming technology partners, it was clear to us that HubSpot is the market leader when it comes to CRM because it's so much easier to use than Salesforce. Uh, I would say that Salesforce, uh, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but you need a bunch of bolt-on products like Outreach and Clarity and uh, I think Dooley to really make it work the way you want to so that your reps are actually inputting data into the CRM that you want. Um, and you know, there's also Microsoft Dynamics. Uh, one day, I think we'll, we'll go down that route. But as far as like a lightweight CRM that gets you from point A to B, we love HubSpot because there's so much automation, so much workflows that you can do to almost have like another employee in your back pocket that you're, you know, you're using HubSpot. Yeah. And and look, it's, um you know, I think traditionally when I say CRM, I normally mean a sales CRM because I came from that world, right? I came from, you know, enterprise where we used uh, Salesforce and others. And uh, yes, I, you know, uh, Salesforce is for some, not for everyone, as you mentioned. But, um, you know, I think, you know, what I see is a lot of the benefits is, you know, the three that you've got the marketing, you've got the sales, and now you've got the the service. So have you always been across all three or did you, you know, start with particularly, you know, one or, or the other? I mean, early in our infancy, you know, we actually started out as a marketing agency four or five years ago. So we started on HubSpot Marketing Pro. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as we scaled, we, we realized you know, using the other tools was going to be key to our success. So, so we later implemented Sales Hub Professional, then went to Sales Hub Enterprise uh, for better reporting, and then uh, implemented Service Pro in the last, I would say, year uh, to help manage our project pipeline and support pipelines so that we, we know exactly where we are with our clients. We used to use ClickUp. Um, which was turning into a real mess, I think, trying to do project management there. So we're really happy to have moved to Service Hub Professional as our, uh, as I would say, as our project management tool that we're using. Yeah, and, and I know that you've got a podcast called, you know, RevOps Careers Podcast, but, you know, RevOps is, you know, everyone's talking about RevOps these days. It's, um, to be honest, I had to go and look it up to really understand what it was. And when I looked it up, I realized, well, I've been doing that um, certainly in my corporate career all my time. And as running a small business, you do, right? Because you see across all of it. But what's your, you know, why do you think RevOps has sort of taken off and and how does HubSpot support the growth of uh, RevOps? So I would say RevOps, you know, revenue operations, uh, longhand, is really about supporting the business and getting you know, getting a process, people, uh, data, and reporting out so that you can understand the full picture of what your, how your business is doing, not only from like a people side, but from a financial standpoint and understanding, you know, where you need to tighten up your processes and what's falling through the cracks. Because, because you know, as, as a successful business scales, you know, there. You, you have a lot of issues, a lot of growing pains, and you 
you want to solve those as soon as possible and make sure that you solve it not with a quick fix, but in a scalable way. And I would say HubSpot helps you do that. Um, so there's the marketing tools, which you know has social media, email, a lot of marketing automation, so you can quickly generate nurture campaigns um, to engage folks that you might not have engaged with in a long time. You know, there's forms on landing pages. We have our website on the HubSpot CMS. Yeah. Um, which I would say is a lot better than WordPress because when we we're on WordPress four years ago, you know, a plugin breaks, your whole website goes down, and then you have like a thousand dollar bill at the end of the day to fix it. Um, so that's why we like HubSpot CMS. We use HubSpot sales to manage all of our, our pipelines, um, like our, our FIA sales pipeline you know, understanding how big our pipeline is, where we're falling, right, on discovery or connection meetings, where deals are stalled. Um, so you can you can have a much better understanding of your business that way. There's also sales sequences, right, that you can do like a series of five emails. And then if you put workflows in it, you can put in even more emails and yeah. tasks and phone calls and LinkedIn to connect with your prospects. And then finally, as I talked about with Service Pro, we, we use that as our project management tool. Yeah, great. And before you talked about documenting everyone's process or documenting processes, right? And everyone's got a different way of doing it. You know, uh, if I speak to any cloud consultant, you know, they're, they're slightly different. What's unique about the way that you go about, um, you know, getting those processes in place before you implement uh, HubSpot? I would say what's different about us is that my husband and I are, are both engineers. Uh, we're both petroleum engineers by training, spent about nine years in the field. Um, and so, you know, doing, understanding the process and then, you know, if you're, if you're in the middle of like an investigation or something, but understanding the root cause analysis, right, the root cause of what's failing in your system is key uh, to mapping out a good good process so that we can cover up those holes and understand what's what's going on. Like I would say with one of our clients, which is like a B to C automotive parts uh, store, like we integrated like eBay, like big commerce, a bunch of different platforms into their sales pipeline. So they understood where, where parts were, where their orders were. Um, and helped onboard their whole team to to start using HubSpot. Yeah, and 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 from a you know if you look at you know traditional ERPs, it's obviously got finance as well. How does uh, HubSpot and some of the finance packages uh, work work well together? Yeah, I think uh, HubSpot integrates with QuickBooks, uh, NetSuite, a few other platforms. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, what what HubSpot hopefully will continue to develop, to develop in the future is a, a stronger financial integration or even having financials in, in the actual HubSpot environment one day. So it almost function as a ERP, not just a, a, a CRM, you know? Yeah, yeah. Your enter, enterprise resource planning tool. Um, 
you know, right now, how we're doing resource planning is really like, you know, using harvest. Um, it's not, not great, but, you know, at least we have a starting point. But yeah, as far as like integrations to finances and that type of thing, I, I would say there, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to the processes, so you, you know, you map out the processes, um, what do you, how, how do you map them out? Like, is it, you know, dependent upon what the client uses or do you use proprietary platform to map out those processes? How does, how does that normally work? Yeah, I wish, we, I wish it was proprietary, but you can actually search business process mapping in Google, right? And there's like standard, you know, shapes that you're supposed to use yeah. in the process mapping. Um, what we use is a lucid chart. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to switch to a Microsoft product after this. So that just, just in terms of document management, making sure everything's all in, in one place uh, in the Microsoft world. But um, yeah, I, we, we currently are using lucid chart to map our clients processes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and where do they normally host theirs, um, their process? So you've done the process. You know, it's it's documented. Something changes. Like, um, do you guys provide after support to do that, or is it, you know, do you nominate a key user within the, the business? Tell us a little bit about how you you know effectively make it stick. So I would say, um, I would say we iterate a bit with our clients, um, you know, like I, I would say that, you know, during quarterly business review or something like that, it, it, it'd be good to relook at the processes and make sure nothing needs to be updated or if something does need to be updated, then, then that's, that's when we do it. Um, cause as, as companies grow and change, right. The process also needs to grow and change. It's not, it's not static. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, it's anything but static, I suppose, especially in uh, today's world, uh, especially you know with all of the disruptions in the supply chain and and what have you, it's uh, it's become very complex. And sort of the size of businesses you love to work with, what you know, how many employees is a is a given rule? I would I would say we work with SMB and mid market. Um, I would say that like the number of employees is not necessarily that important mm -hmm. i would say company size like i would say above three to five million is is our sweet spot to about a hundred million um but i i would say like because you could have like a five million dollar company with like two employees right <laughs> um, so the employee employee count is not as, as important as as how big the company is because then as the company gets bigger and bigger, that's where you need all the process, the automation, that, that type of thing to, to be in play. Yeah. And I know you mentioned it, that, uh, you know, it's like having another employee and I know it at Coke, we used to always, you know, we had, you know, SAP, Oracle, et cetera. And we'd always say, oh, okay, in the business case, we're going to be able to remove this amount of people because, you know, the system becomes more efficient and therefore you don't need as many, people does that really play out in these businesses like you know does it save recruitment time because i know at the moment you know we're all struggling to find great people right it's um it, it's very difficult at the moment how, how does you know have you got an example where that's actually played out oh i would say that like 
when you're first implementing HubSpot, you don't necessarily need like an like a marketing ops or a sales ops person to run the system. You could you could probably have an agency or a consultant help you along. But as you grow and scale, um, and as your processes get get more intense and you have more people right in the system, it becomes advantageous to hire, I would say, a revenue operations person. Um, I remember I was interviewing a CRO on the RevOps Careers podcast, and he was able to grow revenue by 1,500% by hiring a sales guy and a RevOps person at the same time. Um, and so, I mean, as far as like taking away employees, like it, it saves a lot of time, right? But but at some point, these systems become intricate enough that you need to hire someone to take care of them. Um, I mean, another thing why why I would I I don't recommend folks to go on Salesforce right away is is that you're looking at hiring a Salesforce admin with your implementation. Yes. Right. You you can't like you can't just run Salesforce without an admin. Generally, like you need someone there um, for like to support the system. Do you think that um, HubSpot will end up getting there though? Like they're going more and more enterprise. It's getting more and more complicated. If you bring in finance, do you think it's going to go on the same path? Because some people say that you know, the journey of HubSpot in a way is sort of mimicking the the journey of, of Salesforce. Um, I know that it's it's definitely got a better user usability because of the timing that it released versus when Salesforce did. But do you think it'll get to the point where it will get more complex and you will need that that person? Yeah, I mean, like there's new roles popping up as like, you know, a HubSpot admin or a HubSpot technologist um, or, you know, and, and you've seen a lot of HubSpot strategists, but I would say, you know, as as HubSpot continues to to grow and, and use cases and complexity, um, at some point you'd, you'd probably want to hire an internal um ops person, not just a HubSpot ops person, but like a general operations person to take care of the system, general revenue operations person. About uh, HubSpot, so some people, you know, some agencies rely purely on HubSpot leads, others, you know, do it all independent, and then there's sort of a hybrid. Where do you sit in that spectrum of uh, HubSpot providing you, you revenue? I would say we're a hybrid. Like as we scale and we're, you know, as we get better at the sales process as a company, um, I would say HubSpot, you know, is help helping us by driving us leads, but we also um, get better at farming our own leads as well. So it's, um, I would say it's a combination of of both. You know, you can't rely solely on HubSpot to drive all of your business because that's referral based, right? And you can't solely rely on referrals. Um, you still like you still need the the outbound hunting to to uh, drive business growth. Yeah, normally I ask the question in the deep dive, but I'll pull it forward now because it makes sense. But you know, what what are you doing to get your own leads at the moment? What's working really well? Um, I would say 
we are using LinkedIn messaging. Um, there's, you know, you, you can install, like there's programs like Lead Feeder. We use Zoom info websites. So you can, they can't, they, they basically map the IP address. Uh, so say this, you know, this IP address belongs to X company and this IP address visited your company. So at least you can see which companies have visited your website. Um, and so we, we prospect off of that as well. Um, and it's really, it's really like having a mixture of as many channels as, as you can. There's also communities, like different Slack communities. Um, and there's, there's just so many different places where you can find leads, right? It's just all about, um, taking the best advantage and like learn, basically learning how to prospect, like where are your leads, like where are your strongest leads coming from? Yeah. And what are you doing on LinkedIn messaging? Cause I know that's, um, you know, uh, where a lot of partners uh, are getting leads at the moment. What, what are you doing in particular in LinkedIn messages? You know, are you a direct, are you less, less direct? Like, you know, what's your methodology of doing LinkedIn messages? Well, I mean, I attend networking events and then I try and connect with everyone after the networking event on LinkedIn. Um, there's also, I would say, like, um, you can also get info from Zoom Info and other places of when folks are getting their Series A or Series B funding. Um, and then those generally are good times to talk to a prospect because they're receiving more funding, which means they, they're upgrading their, their systems um, and their tech stack at that point. So there, so there's, there's, there's lots of, there's lots of ways, right? You just, I feel like you just have to find the way to begin that conversation in whatever way possible. And that's, that's how we get our leads. Yeah. And is there a particular role that you normally go in into or, you know, is it is it vary by company? You know, you going top top down or bottom up? How do you for your approach strategy? I would say I'm I'm looking for certain titles like revenue operations or marketing operations or sales ops. Um, you know, uh, if it's a smaller company, it, you know, you you target obviously the CEO or VP of of marketing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really working on building out your ICPs. Like I, I attended a HubSpot training on prospecting, like how one of their partner agencies prospects and, you know, they find their top 25 companies in say cybersecurity and then they send them website audits um, of how they're doing, right? Um, there, there, I would say there's lots of, different ways of, of prospecting. Um, so yeah, it was, like it was interesting. I was trying to get like, you know, um, there's actually like different sales consultancies. Um, like they, like they, they do the prospecting for you and they bring forward and then you just attend the meetings. Right. And I tried that, but they said that the, the web development SEO space was super saturated, so they couldn't help us. Um, but it was 
it's it's just interesting it's like it's it's like making sure that you're differentiated as not as a marketing agency but as a CRM implementation specialist more technology partner not marketing agency i think having that positioning in the market really plays a big role yeah, I think that's it's spot on. And I think, um, you know, with a lot of agencies, we've used agencies in the past and I've had clients that have used agencies. And, you know, I think the hard thing is often they've got lists that they just recycle through different clients. So they don't get a super specific because that takes more time and then that uh, doesn't work from a unit economics point of view. So it, it is hard. I'm not saying all agencies are like that, but we found that you know, anywhere between 80 and 90% unqualified. So yes, they'll get your leads, but they're not leads that are your ICP. So therefore, you know, it doesn't uh, doesn't always work. So, um, you know, that's why we do it in-house. And uh, I think, you know, most of the clients I work with do it in-house. And you you talked about, you know, different sales and marketing, you got to try different things. And I think that's great. How, how do you, does you and Lucas decide, you know, who does sales, who doesn't do sales? Like, um, you know, I know you work with your husband. So, you know, how, how do you separate duties when it comes to sales marketing internal? Definitely. Oh, and, I, and before we jump off, the, you know, how we get leads, Zoom Info also has a product called Intent Data and Cognizant has that same, well, it's not the same product, but they, they're, they're partnered with Bombora to give Intent Data so, so basically, I'm not quite sure how it works, but you know, when you're searching for, say, HubSpot on your work computer, right? It like somehow it knows and it sends an intent signal via Zoom info, and so you can also hunt via intent data as as well. Um, right. So I would say, like, how my husband and I split up duties. Um, is that I do the connection call, and if the connection call goes well, then we go on to discovery. My like I do more the business side of the of the discovery call, you know, take notes, follow ups, that type of thing. Whereas my husband does the technical side of the sale, you know, because HubSpot is is a technical platform, right? So so you need to understand all those intricacies. So. So we can't we we do the sales together, um, and then um, I, I generally do the proposals, send out for signature, and he does the customer success side with the rest of our team. So it, it's it's broken out that way. It it works right. I wouldn't say it's it's perfect right, but it like that way. There's at least a part-time salesperson yeah. <laughs> helping helping him with deals. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. And uh, you know, I think you know, certainly for for ourselves and other clients, we you know we do use a mix of technology and people. So you know, I've got a person dedicated to you know my sales admin. If you look at RevOps, I suppose it's a version of that, and uh, that makes a considerable difference. So that you know, I'm I'm just left with the stuff that only I can do best, and not not get stuck in admin because we're all short of time. And you you talked about communities before and a way to gain clients. Also, I know that you're in our community, which is a cloud consultants collective. And I remember actually you asked the question around what are people doing for proposals, etc. But um, yeah, just tell us a little bit why you know why you joined our community versus say the HubSpot uh, communities and other communities that you've seen out there. Yeah, definitely. So I actually lead a HubSpot community 
Um, I lead the Women in Revenue HubSpot user group. Um, and we have quarterly uh, virtual events so that anyone in the U.S. or if, if you're feeling the time difference in Europe can send as, as well. Um, and I say, I, I think I joined the, the Cloud uh, Consultants Collective um, that you host because it was a good way to find uh, partnerships yeah. with, with folks. Um, and I mean, there is a lot of value in, in the community. Like I, I attended a proposal writing, I think, event um, that, that you put on with actually another HubSpot partner. Um, so it, it was interesting. Like, I think there's a lot of value to be gained from communities, but you, you need to give and take, right? It's not just a one-way flow. Um, so yeah, that's my, my take on communities. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think the good thing is that, like you said, you were looking for a Salesforce partner and, you know, I think, you know, it's having multi-platform, which is sort of the key thing there that, and, you know, let's face it, like whether you're selling Salesforce, HubSpot, Zoho, you know, ClickUp, it doesn't matter. Like fundamentally the sales funnel is the same and how can we all learn from each other when there's, you know, lots of deep technical groups that sit on the platform. This is more like, well, how do we run our business? How do we scale our business better in that in that community so um so that's wonderful and yeah really do appreciate you being in the community so uh, we're now going to go into the deep dive which i'll ask you some uh some quick questions and get some uh even quicker responses so you ready for that awesome i'm pulling that up now okay all right beautiful beautiful well the first one is um now what are some of the daily sales habits that help you to accelerate your sales i would say doing at least an hour of linkedin messaging cold calling, email sequence enrolling every day, whatever that prospecting activity looks like, um, that that helps move the needle. And do you eat the frog? Do you do it first thing or do you do it, you know, what time of day do you do it that hour? Uh, I, uh, generally, my I, I, on Microsoft Viva, they book two hours of focus time randomly throughout your day. So during so during the day, I try to do it during my my focus time. Okay, great. Well, this the next question is around what technology helps you with your sales. And you've mentioned Zoom Info, you've mentioned Lead Feeder, Tense Data, HubSpot. So there's lots you've already mentioned. But is there any others that you use that um, you haven't mentioned as yet? Um, I would say you know Chorus dot AI. Yeah. Another uh, that's for sales coaching. So it listens to your um, calls and the AI gives you sales coaching tips and that type of thing. Another competitor to Chorus is Gong. So using one of those two will, will help improve your, your sales capabilities. Yeah. So I've heard about it. I've never used it, but what's an example? What's one, something that you've changed recently based on the feedback it's given you? Um, so, I mean, I like Chorus because it sends you after action so at, so for example in a meeting you're, you'll say like i'll send you that powerpoint in a meeting recording you know but then you forget yeah <laughs> or or you don't write it down so it, it it doesn't happen right but then chorus comes in and says oh you need to do this um there's also sales coaching tips that my husband has gotten um so for example he needs to use like less ums and ahs 
he also needs to give more time to the prospect or to the customer and let them talk more. Um, so, I mean, it gives you those, those type of sales coaching um, activities. And as we scale the team, right, he's no longer the only one doing upsells and that type of thing. So, so we need to have a pulse on the team as well. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Look, we use uh, something called Fathom.video. It's uh, free. And the uh, owner was on the podcast. I just can't remember which episode. But, um, yeah, it, it actually gives you a, a, a balance between how much time you've spoken versus the client. And uh, it's quite interesting as you, you know, get into the conversation and, um, you know, my goal is 75-25. So, you know, client speaks 75% of the time and I speak 25% of the time, but it's not always a reality. So, yeah, those built-in uh, tools really help. And the, the we've already asked about leads. So the last one, and it's the big one, I'll always leave it to the end. What's one action we can do to 10x our sales? That's an interesting one because I, as I've, I've reflected back, I mean, you know, on our early days, it's really about growing your mindset, right? I mean, that's the foundational aspect. Um, I, I would say if you don't have the mindset work done either through therapy or coach or, or you need, you know, or you have a sales program like Sandler, um, I, I would say you need to definitely work on the mindset because without the mindset, all those prospecting activities, all the discovery calls, the proposal calls, like none of it really works without having the mindset. Yeah, I think well said. And just quickly, you know, I had a client yesterday that, you know, is if any of you know what the DIS profile is, you know, D-I-C-S-S-C, uh, I should say. So it's, you know, this person in particular was, you know, had a, always had a technical background. You've got engineering, they had a technical background. So they're very high S&C. But not very high in DNI, so you know even the thought of selling to them was um, quite difficult. So, you know, the uh, they were very detailed, and I'm like, well, if you've got to adjust your style to who you're selling to, because if you're selling to a CEO who's a high D, the last thing they want is detail, right? So you've got to adapt your detail and, and getting that mindset right. And I agree with you. Like, um, you know, people often say to me, "I really struggle with sales." I'm like, "Yeah, but." How long you been doing it for? Like you've been programming for twenty years, or you know, doing development for twenty years. I spent, you know, I spent twenty eight years in sales. Like it's a big difference. So don't be too hard on yourself, right? But I agree with you. Go and uh, with that mindset, it's hard to change yourself and go and get someone to help with that. So um, look, it's been wonderful having you on the the uh, Accelerate Sales podcast, Island. So you can go to um, theamarketing.com. So that's T H E-I-A, marketing.com to find out more. And if you're, you know, if you're a HubSpot partner that's looking for some advice, uh, Island's always very open. She's great in the in our community. And also if you're a, a, a you know, an SMB or a midsize and you need some help, you know who to go to. And the other one is that check out that RevOps Careers podcast. It's a great listen. So uh, go and have a listen to that. But uh, yeah, isn't uh, fantastic for having you on today. Thanks, Paul. It was wonderful. Really enjoyed that interview. And I love that Zoom info and intense data. Um, if you're not using that, please uh, look it up and even reach out to Islin and ask her uh, how she's using it. And uh, if you are using it, you get value from it, that or anything else you mentioned, give her a shout out on LinkedIn. As she said, she does a lot of LinkedIn outreach. It's her key platform. So she would love to hear from you. And also you can find out more at Theo. So Thea, sorry, T-H-E-I, 
amarketing.com. It's very hard to say with this heavy cold. Uh, and, you know, there's obviously all the links, um, what she mentioned in the podcast, in the show notes. You can get more, you know, you can get a summary in the app that you're listening to, you get more in depth. And you can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast to get that. You can even get a full transcript. And, you know, why not share it with one, 10, how many other people you think would get value from this? Um, if you know a cloud consultant, you know an agency, I think this would be perfect for them. And be one of those friends that shares and they'll think you're a rock star. Also, check out the solo, solo shows. And don't forget that free Slack community, cloudconsultantscollective.com. Next week's guest is Doug Davoff, and uh, he is in the part HubSpot partner world as well, but he's going to talk about how you can get leads without relying on HubSpot. He's got a really awesome perspective on that. So as always, please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.